Disclaimer, all statements within this podcast consist of our own opinions and in no way should be taken as medical advice as we are not medical professionals. All resources will be stated. We always encourage you to do your own research and to consult your own doctor or medical professional before attempting anything. Welcome back to Random Witchcraft with your hosts, Vix. And Callie, word up, people. Today we're going to delve into the amazing little topic of protection. Well, uh, the viewers, viewers get to, you know, have an interesting way. Last, you know, episode, I got to talk a whole bunch. Now this episode, you get to talk a bunch. Viewers, they can't see us. Well... <laughs> Yeah, my bad. Sorry. I it's cuz I think Twitch. Hey, our our lovely guests and our lis- listeners. True. First, we're going to start with uh, fun little correspondences from Llewellyn's complete book of correspondences. I see. Like the elements. What elements do you think are Associated with protection. Water. Fire. Trick question. It's all of them. It's all of them, but mostly people identify protection as fire and water. Because water is essential for everything. Why not earth? Well, earth (laughs) is kind of like, you know, a conduit for everything. But, like I said, water fixes a lot of things in your life and air blows them away true but like i was saying water fixes a lot of things in your life you want clearer skin drink water you want to lose weight drink water you're tired of people drown them i mean what (laughs) and the number correspondences are three four five eight and nine hmm interesting all of them probably have specific reasoning yes, behind it. Yes, but I would never have figured nine, though, if I'm being honest here. Uh, Hecate? I, well, yeah. Yeah. Blonde moment. <laughs> and the trees, you have alder, ash, blackthorn, elm, elder, olive, palm, Cedar for lightning. Rowan, protection by fairies. Oh. Oak of the divine. Sycamore for shelter. And your herbs slash garden. You have basil, carnation, daisy, dandelion, dill, fern, lavender, and thyme. One little disclaimer. This is... Not the complete list. It's just more common ones that you find We're just providing a little, you know, initial start. But interesting. And the miscellaneous plants, one that I didn't expect is... Aloe is for protection from evil influences. Yeah. Why do you think a lot of them... uh, I'm sorry, not to get stereotypical, but why do you think a lot of Mexicans have aloe plants in their house? 
It's True. not only good for your skin and good to actually, you know, hydrate you. Bamboo is definitely one that... Yeah. I believe, like, a lot of Eastern cultures... In Eastern philosophy, I, I know because um, a couple of my friends have given, gifted me bamboo welcoming plants. And it's meant to bring prosperity, ward off evil, and if it flourishes and grows into several little shoots, it means big money is coming your way. Yeah, a couple other ones are like the like cinnamon, clove, cumin, mustard, and pepper, mm -hmm. which a lot of the witches out there would know that one. Yeah. Gemstones, you got amber, amethyst, citrine, hematite, jade, rose quartz, obviously. Love, they're love stones. Yeah. The sunstone, because the sun is always protecting and it gives us life. Very true. A jet is for financial protection, which, yeah, makes sense. Then you have, like, brass, copper, gold, iron, silver, and steel. There was one that is associated with protection that kind of questionable. It's lead. Yeah, that's quite toxic. I'm sorry. What? What? Mm. Well, if you really think about it, in the past... And, you know, knowledge that we have now, why people thought lead was such a, you know, wonderful thing. Yeah. They thought asbestos was a wonderful thing, too. Ah, uh, true, and smallpox. Yeah. Well, with the asbestos, the original Adams Family show, Gomez's pockets were lined with asbestos. So he could stick his cigars in them while they were still lit. That's an interesting little tidbit. Yeah. And here's a little dabble of a spell for a protection spray. Hmm. You combine dill, lavender, and eggshells in a mortar and pestle and make it into a fine powder. Charge it with your intentions. And use to sprinkle on thresholds and windowsills for your protection. That comes from Love and Light, Blood and Bone from Eli Rowe. Our know. lovely little favorite, one of our favorite podcasters. Yes, Miss Eli. I just love how real she is. She don't put no friends. And she is a fun one. And also from her, you have for protective words. It says, cleanse the item you've chosen as your word in the same way you cleanse your space, whether it be smoke, water, whatever you choose. Then gem as much protective energy as you can create into the object. For this, you're going to draw the energy into yourself first. So at your altar or other private space, light a candle and set your object in front of it. 
Close your eyes if it helps and envision this energy being pulled into your body through the palms of your hands, moving through your arms, into your torso, a blinding white hot ball of energy inside your chest, building and getting bigger and stronger and hotter. Then just blast that energy back out through your palms into the object. Hmm. Definitely sounds like a very fun one. Now, I, I have a little random question for you, and it's on protection, because a lot of people believe that if they veil while they're going out, that they are protected. Do you feel the same, or do you feel, or you just like to each their own? And a veiling is a. It's actually an interesting topic, because veiling is actually a very common thing in multiple different cultures. Mm-hmm. That the head covering. You have, European, Middle Eastern. Yeah. I believe. Hindu, Hindi. It's the basis of a lot of the Victorian funerary practices. Yeah. But I wanted to know on your point of view of this. Like, how do you feel? Do you feel it's beneficial or? I don't really have enough knowledge of the basis of it to actually answer that question. That's. That sounds Maybe like it a, might be a good topic for us to do later. That is a good possibility. The only reason I, I brought that up is because me and you constantly veil without even realizing it. Very true. You're right now veiled. Very true. <laughs> I am wearing my... Nightmare Before Christmas hat. Actually, on a side note from that, the alien conspiracies that were thought to be crazy with the tinfoil hats. Yeah. That would actually be considered veiling, too. Yes, it would. Hmm. Food for thought. Now, a couple suggestions from Mr. Jason Miller from Protection and Reversal Magic. Ah, that's a good book. The best defense always is the best offense. Very true. He does suggest, like, daily practices, like the precursor, like, with meditation... Daily meditation, daily banishing, and daily offerings to the deities you feel. Mm-hmm. Or house fairies. Yes. You could always give offerings to the house fairies. It'll make them happy. Where's my offering for the day? Wouldn't I be the fairy here? Uh, No. We also have, like, for, like, personal protection and the shields. 
Yes, shields. Your cleansing and protection baths. Very true. Because baths are always a great choice if you can fit in them. Yes. The bathtub I have in this house is too small. I, <laughs> it's very uncomfortable. And you also have your amulets, talismans, and charms. Yes. Speaking of al amulets, talismans, and charms, some people do have a opinion on what each one of those three things entail. Very true. And some people end up, you know, going, well, it's like the whole, you know, oh, you think that's going to protect you because you're simply wearing it? And one little thing that is used in multiple cultures that mm -hmm. is not just one religion yeah. is the use of crucifixes and crosses. Very true. The symbolism of the cross is manifold and can indicate the meaning of two worlds or planes. The spinning wheel of the sun or the division of the world into the four directions. Its use as a symbol of the sacrificed God should not be overlooked and is not restricted only to Christian tradition. The Persian Roman Mithras, the Etrusian god Ixion, I may have said that wrong, and the Aztec Quetzalcoatl. Cottle? Quetzalcoochee? Let me see. That's... Yeah, Quetzalcoochee. I'm even pronouncing it a little wrong because uh, that's very... Yeah, they've, they all have been shown crucified on crosses for of one kind or another. Well, it goes also with the fact that um, just to add a little bit more to that, just a little knowledge that I learned from a couple of um, voodoo practitioners that I know, they said that the reason why the cross is such a huge thing, it's because it also rep represents, you know, crossroads. That's why crossroads are so important in so many cultures, because it not only represents the two planes, but it's where they meet. It's the thinnest veil possible. Yeah, also in this book, um, you can certainly purchase crosses. Yes. Or you could also make them. Whether it be two sticks tied together or coffin nails. You could use sacred woods. You could even use bones, whether it be chicken bones or any animal bone. And nowadays, with everything for DIYing, you can end up making it more sustainable to your needs for everyday wear or on occasional wear. Or just, you know, your altar wear. Some people end up making, you know... But... One bit of warning, if you are going to use boats, make sure you make them safe and clean them. And 
a, a good book to suggest for the process of bones is of blood and bones. Yeah. Which it's a great book. Very interesting. <laughs> and a couple other different protective charms or talismans or amulets, depending on your viewpoint, is the Hamsa Hand, also known as the Hand of Fatima, the daughter of Muhammad, or Hand of Miriam, the sister of Moses and Aaron. It consists of a downward pointing hand, usually with the eye in the middle. Which, in other words, different version of the evil eye. A variation of the Hamza hand is the eye set in blue glass found everywhere in Morocco, Turkey, Italy, and also in Santeria. This hmm. takes numerous forms ranging from a simple eye painted on a small circle of blue glass to a blue Hamza hand with an eye or ornate horseshoes with eyes painted on them. Funny that. Also, and a little, you know, extra tidbit. A lot of practitioner mothers will end up getting ornate jewelry made for their child that they wear since they were little. And it's something that you constantly end up putting on yourself without realizing it, that it is an amulet or protection charm. Yes, I know you stared at my necklace. Yes. <laughs> There's also a very... Uh, a protection charm that is very specific. I am probably going to say this name wrong. It's Palad Kik, or surrogate penis. Of Thailand is a penis amulet usually with a monkey, tiger, or some other animal Writing on top of it, the penis amulet protects against spirits and spells that would cause infertility or loss of virility and would be worn on the belt. If it falls off, that is a sign that it has done its job and absorbed an attack on behalf of your actual genitals. Yes, that is why in Thailand they have penis festival. I, I, I just loved that one. It was very funny. <laughs> It caught me off guard. Yeah, I remember when you were doing the research, you're like, penis amulet. I was like, wait, what? Now, good suggestions on if you are going to be using wards. Um, always cleanse them in the way you prefer. You consecrate them. Pretty much designating them for the purpose that you are wanting. And make sure you charge them and recharge them periodically to make sure that the energy doesn't go stagnant. Very true. And you just reminded me I have to redo my words. Then you have like spirit traps, which there's many, many different types. Yeah. In Santeria Cultures, one of the spirit traps is a glass of water near your bed or under your bed. You also have, like, decoys. Yes. Which gargoyles fall Gargoyle. under that, that Another category. ancient um, practice that is done is an old boot outside your house. Yeah. 
and sigils of many kinds can be used for this purpose, whether they're ones that you create yourself or if you feel inclined to use ones that have been used over the centuries. Very true. I always feel that doing your own sigils, it, it best serves your purpose. Don't get me wrong, if you're barely learning how to start using the sigils, it's best to gravitate towards the ones that have already been made and have worked for people. But making your own, it, it's a fun process. Yeah. And then another uh, talisman charm is a Grigory bag. Mm-hmm. Which I learned that the the name Grigory means gray-gray, which means it's a combination of, of white and black magic. Mm-hmm. And voodoo, voodoo. Hoodoo, voodoo. Santeria. Yeah. And definitely a very controversial topic. Is well, we've covered that topic before on water black magic and the simple fact is a lot of people and when I say a lot of people a lot of people that have come to realize that it's neutral. It's all in you the person that invokes the magic. Yeah. Another controversial topic, exorcisms, which <sighs> if you are dealing with something that requires an exorcism, that is not to be taken very lightly, and it is best left to people that actually know how to do it. Very true. And it's not just the Catholics that do exorcisms. No, it's not. It is possible for witches to do exorcisms also. Different uses. I know there... Jason Miller does include a... Section. A, a, a Hecatean exorcism. In Very true. the updated version of the Protection and Reversal Magic book. There's a couple... Uh... Uh, originally, spells. he didn't include one yeah. because it can it can be dangerous, and it also there is a lot of things you have to do because you have to make sure that there's not mental illness involved. And half the time, most of the time, with exorcisms, if it is on a person, it a mental health professional should always be involved. Mm-hmm. There are some things the Chunkla does not get rid of. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got you speechless on that one. Uh, no, that's, um, we'll just refrain from going into that one. And then we have, like, home protections which yeah. you have like the floor washes which 
there's many, many, many different recipes for that. We covered one in an earlier episode. Yeah, then you have incense, mm-hmm. which a good general incense for protection is a mixture of frankincense, myrrh, and dragon's blood. Yeah. And one t- for, like, calming spirits in- involves camphor, mint, and pine. Which actually sounds like it would smell really good. It does. Now, the frankincense, myrrh, and dragon's blood, those are kind of scents that we all know and love. But camphor, mint, and pine, that sounds like it would smell really, really good. I might have to mix it's, me up some of that. It's very common. It's calming to the point where I know that, well, I ran out of that incense, but when I put it and I was having anxiety, uh knocked me out for a bit, reset my brain, and let me continue with what I needed to tackle. Yeah. And you also have, like, powders and dusts. Yeah. You also can, you know, make your own essential oil to dab on behind your ears. Yeah, powders and dust can be used in place of, like, a floor wash where... You're sprinkling it on the carpet and vacuuming it up after some time. Yeah, and then there's the uh, cleansing powder that we discussed in the earlier episode um, where you can use it on your bed and then vacuum it up. And in actuality, for anyone that's getting into the craft, it's always great to start off with protection because... Opening up the floodgates can also lead to being noticed by specific beings, whether they be spirit or fairy. You tend to get noticed. Where was my protection at then? And here's a great little protection spell from Hecate, goddess of witches. By Courtney Weber. You draw the outline of a dog. Inside the dog's body, write down the things you feel need protection, such as your position at work, your children, your pets, your partner, or partners. Gotta add that in there. An elderly family member, etc. You can even write your own name down if if you need protection. Once you've listed the things you want protected, take a black crayon and fill the entire image covering the names and the words you're right, you're, you've written. Fold the paper inward three times. Bury it beneath a rock at a crossroads, preferably at night. Always remember that safety is paramount. Take someone with you if need be. Or no, it's also fine to do this work during the day. And also, remember that one of Hecate's oldest primary roles was that of... 
house and home protection. True. But she is not the only deity that is known for protection. And feel free and actually know that there are many different resources for protection, whether it be the interwebs. Yes, I said interwebs. I've been rubbing off on you way too much. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, the... We'll soon make a, ga a true gamer out of you. Can you think of anything else you want to add for today? On protection? Do not be afraid to ask help from fellow practitioners. Even at your own metaphysical store that you may go to consistently, you can ask them, hey, what's the best protection or just general witchy topics? They have been in the practice longer. Always learn from your elders and take from your own experiences. On the whole protection thing, when I first started practicing, I was already dealing with spirits at a young age. So I didn't learn about protection until I would say about like four years ago. Yeah, some of the also to add, some of the best protection actually come from your personal spirits. Yeah. Your guiding spirits. They are there oh, for they that. They come from hell, though. Yeah. You can have protective demons, too. Yeah. They are spirits. Belevolent ones, but yeah. <laughs> and also remember don't put yourself in danger and danger not Will all Robinson? not all things you need protected from will magic be the answer sometimes there are when you need protection law enforcement is the only way to go because magic can take time. Very true. And if someone is if you're someone's actually risking your life then yeah you need mundane protection. And who says that going to law enforcement isn't the magic at work? True. It's not mundane. It's mundane a little because you're like, I'm a freaking witch. I can handle this. But maybe your guiding spirits, your deities, are pointing you towards the way of law enforcement speaking out on what's going on with you. Because when you don't say something, 
is when bad things happen. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Trust me. It, it asking for help, like Vic's gonna end up telling you right now, I'm a very stubborn person. Help is not in my vocabulary. I will help everyone else. But when it comes to me myself asking for it, <laughs> Vix, want to add to that one? How stubborn I am on that one? You are very stubborn. And at one point in history, guns were ref were considered magic. Yep. The boomsticks. Ah, good old guns. I mean... That's it for today with Random Witchcraft. With what a fun, my lovelies. We will talk to you next week with a nun, another fun topic. Bye for now. Hey, just one last thing before we sign off for the day. If you would like to reach out to us, you can email us at randomwitchcraft at gmail.com. And now you can send us voice messages through Anchor. If you would like to support this podcast for future podcasts and also other future endeavors, click the links below. That is completely optional and greatly appreciated. Thank you. Mm -hmm.